It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Monday, my friend. Yeah, Monday. Welcome to another Andy Goldstein Talksport Daily Podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. Of course, don't forget, I'm back on drive time today alongside the sneaker freak, Darren Mott. The Arsenal fan, of course, his side dropped two points, didn't they? Yeah. In fact, that's where we're going to start today's podcast. Sunday's North London derby at the Emirates, where Arsenal drew Desmond with bitter rivals Spurs. As the full-time whistle blows, just before that corner, Kulusevski made a dart down the right-hand side, cut the ball back for Richarlison, midway inside the penalty area, his shot deflected behind Perry Groves. That's how close Tottenham came to nicking it right at the end of the game. I said quickly, I didn't have a good feel about it, didn't I? When Richarlison came on, he said there, Kulusevski picked the ball up on the right-hand side, rolled it to Richarlison, looks like he was going to bend it low into David Raya's left-hand post. What deflection? We have to say, Cookie, it's been an absolute rip roar in North London derby. Both teams giving everything. Both players, sets of players, are out on their feet. The game sort of petered out. We had ten minutes, didn't we, of added time? But neither team really looked like they had the gusto to go and win the game. But you have to say, from Spurs' point of view, they've showed real resilience and real character to come back twice from a goal down. Two teams remain unbeaten, but I think Tottenham will see it as a better point for them than it is for the hosts. It finishes here, Arsenal 2, Tottenham 2. Well, if you he, if they win every single game and you drop, it's going to be a distance with us and with anybody else in the world. Um, so today we wanted to, to win the game, we haven't managed to win, and we have to focus on, on, on what we have to do and try to end the right to win games, that's all, it's six games. You picked up a few injuries this week. I guess this is where you need that squad depth to, to really kick in and carry you through matches. Yeah, we lost four or five big, big players with, with Julian, with, with Thomas as well. Now with um, with Leo and, and a few more. But uh, we have to adapt to that. It's, uh, it's what it is. We have a game every three days and, and the rest have to cope with it and, and play the right way to win games. Is there any concern about the, the lack of clean sheets here at home? Because I think it's one in 13 games now you, you've kept a clean sheet. Yes, of course it is. Uh, but looking at again, the goals that we have conceded today, it's, um, yeah, it's not good. How have you managed to instil that character and that new belief to, to come from behind as you've done two weeks in a row now? Yeah, I think it's, look, I think it's three out of four away games we've fallen behind. Um, it's not me, it's the players. You know, that, that, you know we're... Footballing-wise, we're still very much in the infancy of being the team we want to be and we've still got a lot of work to do, but just the way this group's come together. And like I said, great leaders, um, great team spirit, great character. And um, 
you know, that's that's them driving it out there, and that's really, um, you know, encouraging for me when I see that because I think that's player-driven, and that means that they're buying into sort of what we're trying to create. James, you mentioned where these two clubs were last season. We are only six games in, but what do you believe Tottenham can achieve this year? What's the ambition? Game on game, mate. Sorry for the boring cliche answer, but that's uh, what do you want me to say? A uh, position in the table but that'll come back to bite me. But um, listen, the game on game because we're at the start of a project. Arsenal are years into Mikel Arteta's project, and has only just come in, and he's been brilliant. And we're seeing steps probably quicker than anyone really expected. So we've got to have a little bit of uh, realism that sometimes it's not always going to go our way. There'll be times this season where we lose and. We've just got to stick with the project, stick with what he wants, what he believes in, and I think that'll bring us success, yeah. Firstly, I've got two quick points to start with. Firstly, what a great game of football. Yeah. Spurs fan or Arsenal fan, anyone watching that, that is a proper game of football, right? Secondly, before we go into the game, what does that clown Darren Bent now think about? Does he still think Arsenal have 11 players in a combined North London team? Because that is the most ludicrous comment I've ever heard. It's, it's fair enough being a fan. I'm a fan. He's supposed to be an impartial pundit. And what he came out with the other day is absolute drivel. If you've got any sort of football knowledge this year, you can see that that team's up. You yeah. know, there's a bit about them. They've got a bit of balance to the team. The two central midfield players are strong. They're looking after Madison. They're getting him the ball. Um, I thought they looked. I thought both teams looked great today. I just thought second half, as I say, Arsenal they had few injury issues. Had to take Rice off at half time, etc. I think they just looked a bit a bit tired second second half, and uh, and that helped Spurs. I thought. Elsewhere in the Premier League, Brighton beat Bournemouth. Chelsea's miserable start. Oh, I'm so professional for laughing. Huh? I do a point. Usually, I'd retake this, but no, 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 no. Let's let's leave the laughter. Chelsea's miserable start to the season continued as they were beaten by Aston Villa. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. It'll be gone by Christmas. Willie, Liverpool beat West Ham and Newcastle smashed Sheffield United. Here's how we reacted, and you, to yesterday's packed afternoon of Premier League football. Chelsea nil, Aston Villa one. There's the breakthrough, and it's Ollie Watkins. He's had a barren run in front of goal, but he's given Villa the lead here. It was a classic counter attack, bursting forward. Diaby played in Watkins. He had a shot at goal. It was well saved. It came back out to him, and he was there to bury at the second attempt. The Villa fans go absolutely wild, and with 18 minutes to go, there's problems mounting for Pochettino once again. Chelsea behind. They're down to 10. It's Chelsea nil, Aston Villa 1. Well, Maurizio, another disappointing defeat. How did you see the game? I think it's, we never deserve to, to lose after 90 minutes or 90 or 100, 101 minutes. I think the first half, I think we deserve more. And the second, we start on top of, of Aston Villa. But I think with the, the red card of Malogusto after change the game, of course, Aston Villa have a good player on the bench and make a big impact when they go in. But what I can say is only that uh, the players were fighting until the end, never give up uh, and we lose the game. But we need to keep moving, keep uh, working and for sure we are going to... That is the way to, to change the thing. You know, you flew in, I think, on Friday morning at about 2am, something like that. How much credit do your players deserve for the quick turnaround and taking away three points today? 
It's very important for everybody because, uh, of course, uh, uh, when we are not winning, we are not feeling good. And uh, we are responsible uh, and we are mature about uh, be concerned about how we can react, how we can play, how we can be competitive and how we can, we can be demanding as well each one and, and as, a, as a team and, and with objective, of course. And we, are, we, we are trying to be as well in good balance uh, with the difficult uh, we are going to face in, in, in Premier League to be with the top 17. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes. Until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. This episode of the TalkSport Daily is brought to you by Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Planning to hire or share a car or van? Enterprise is there every step of the way. Whenever and wherever you need a vehicle and whatever it's for, Enterprise can help. With over 450 locations across the UK, they're just around the corner. Whether you need a weekend rental, a holiday hire, a replacement car, or you're planning a business trip, home or away, Enterprise are there to help. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. And this one has been put well and truly to bed. Liverpool 3, West Ham 1. And it's Diogo Jota, the substitute, who's got it. He's only been on the pitch for a matter of minutes, but Liverpool floats a corner into the box. It's headed back across goal by Virgil van Dijk at the back post. And Jota, who's only two or three yards out, is left unmarked in the six-yard box. The man on the post doesn't track him whatsoever, and he can just hook home past Ariola, who's completely stranded. Liverpool have got this one sewn up, you'd think. Liverpool 3, West Ham 1. He's still building. That's how it is. We do. Um, we try to understand everything. We take, we, we, we analyse this kind of new team. is completely different to analyse in the last few years because you look even more closely into it and you and more in detail into it because you want to understand when do the boys do what and why. And um, if you work together with the team for a long time, then you might know that. But here we have, so, we have now really key players, new or in new roles. Not new in the club, but new, new roles, different. And you're still learning. And um, yeah, we have to keep doing it. Hey, we didn't do, we didn't do much wrong with them. You know, Mickey has a, a chance from ahead at the back post. The keeper makes a really good save from uh, Thomas Suchek. So we had other we had other moments in the game, and you're right, the Jared Bowen moment as well in the second half from the header. So we we had uh, we had chances today, but ultimately, uh, I'm more disappointed that we we didn't play quite as well in the second half, and we sort of we got deeper and and we gave away you know, a, a shabby second goal. And, and while you're two one, you're always in the game, and we were in the game, and we were trying to build up even for the last 10, 10 minutes or so. 
Uh, but the minute you lose the third goal, that makes it really hard. It's now Brighton free, Bournemouth one, Karuma Tomo with his second of the game and the second of this half. It was a beautifully taken header. He floated on air to nod the ball home. And that is Brighton's fifth goal scored by a substitute this season. No team has done more so in the Premier League than the Seagulls. Their strength from the bench is paying dividends as they grow from strength to strength in this match. They've got a nice, comfortable two-goal cushion now. Brighton free, Bournemouth one. I think... Uh, uh, it was one of the worst games in my time, but uh, I knew before the game, we knew before the game, the game uh, could be so difficult. Uh, it was the first time we played after the European game. I changed a lot of players uh, because we need, we need to change, we need to adapt in the new season and uh, I have to change. We showed a big character, a big attitude. Uh, we wanted to win, uh, yes or yes, uh, and it's a part, uh, important part of football. I think it was a pretty level game. We were much better first half. They were better second half. But at the end, we we, we lose. I think we were winning one 0 Also, I have to say there are some decisions, referee decisions that I don't understand. I don't know what. Uh, we, they have to do to consider as a penalty because uh, right now with all the cameras uh, we get slapped in the face in our box without any reason and I don't know why, why they don't, just don't, don't call the penalty and it's uh, a, a possible 2-0 and, and everything changes but uh, the, uh, these decisions are not going our way Eight, eight goals for Newcastle Sheffield United nil, Newcastle eight and an eighth different Goal scorer on a substitute, Alexander Isak has just waltzed through the middle of the Sheffield United defence in a familiar fashion because Newcastle have been doing that almost all the game. A bad end to what's been a tough week for everyone here. We wanted to, uh, yeah, we wanted to do our bit and uh, and finish this week strong and finish it in a positive way. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's rounded off a real bad week for everyone at the club and yeah, it's. Um, Tough one, we dropped below our performance. Second half, first half, cost us, it was restarts. The score for throwing, the score for corner, the score for wide free kick. And then we're 3-0 down to a very good team. Um, yeah, and then it's difficult. And then second half, yeah, it's... Listen, we've lost a game. We know we're going to lose games. Um, and we've lost three points, but so long as we take from that game so we take from that second half and realise that everything we've done everything we've turned around this club everything that we've you know we've used to be successful um, yeah we didn't do that in the second half so we need to make sure we learn from that it's great to win and it's great to win strongly and I'd love to see my players score and celebrate with the supporters but as I say we're very respectful of Sheffield United and, and um, but we, you know we're here to do our job Well, that's it for another podcast. You think? Thanks for listening on Twitter or wherever you get your podcasts from. I don't really care. What I do care about is the fact there will be another one of these Andy Goldstein Talks with Daily Podcasts at first in the morning. So do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a good day. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. The Talk Sport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job.
Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk.